The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. I've been a naughty boy. I didn't get a toy. Santa Claus left nothing underneath my tray. Oh boy, that song is outrageously good. It is. Oh, it is impressively bad. Oh my it God! Is. When you rhyme the word "boy" and "toy," oh my God! That song from Danger Danger. They were a popular band for one instant in the eighties. You say so. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboots. No straight to cable. We're bringing you facts, trivia, debate, and more. To hell with the movie. If they made four. Happy holidays to you, Scott, my friend. I thought you were going to say happy Hanukkah to you. Well, you know, Hanukkah, it holidays. Just, just finished. Just finished. You know what? Are you talking about the war on Christmas, Scott? No, I'm not. Because there is none. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friend. <laughs> How you been? Been good. Are you been excited good. Enjoying the holiday season. I decided to you know, start listening to Christmas music a little bit earlier this year. And this is the kind of thing... They you... usually peak like at the wrong time and then Christmas is over. I'm like, I-, I didn't get to hear any of the songs I like. What do you mean they peak at the wrong time? Like, I don't start listening to Christmas music till like a couple of days before Christmas. And then you peak at the wrong time, then it's like the new year and you're still like, I didn't get to hear all my songs. I gotta still tell you, I don't go out of my music. way to listen to Christmas music. It just sort of comes about during the holidays. I don't put in Christmas music. You're listening to Christmas, Christmas music I, I have now. This year I did. Because really? I got like the uh, the satellite radio, so I just flip over to their holiday station. Oh, that's and cute. You're, yeah. You know, you thought I'd get a little a, Christmas movie, a little earlier, so them. I'm not like, oh, I didn't get my full my full fill of Christmas. Uh, much as I'd love to discuss your Christmas whimsy, Scott, I think we should probably tell the people what movie we're doing today in the spirit of Christmas. Oh yes, and it's, that and yeah. the movie that, in its wisdom, decided to add this beautiful song to it that we just yes. heard. And their infinite Disney wisdom. Disney. Disney. All right, so say the movie, Scott. It is the Santa the Claus Santa trilogy. Claus. Why did I, I ask you to say it and then immediately spoke over it? So <laughs> sorry about that. The you Santa Claus. Getting on the fun. All the holiday cheer. You know what? That's what we're about here. We're sp- spreading the joy. Spreading the joy. Rudeness. The Santa Claus trilogy. Boy. If ever there was a movie that shouldn't have been done three times. God in heaven. My God. It's like that. It's like if like the only other thing I could think of is like if Multiplicity was a trilogy. You right. would be like, why? Why? Well, it's the only. First one was fine. Just leave it alone. Well, we're getting to the end of our categories, the many different categories we've set up for, for the trilogies. And um, we've entered the. Well, you know what? Let Trilogy Bot first tell us what category we're in and then we'll talk about it. It's a good day, idea. Okay. And I'm sure he's got a lot to say. Oh. So, Trilogy Bot, why don't you tell us what kind of trilogy the Santa Claus is? This category is called A Little Something for the Kids. These films are for kids. Something I can never have. Because I'm a robot. Why, thank you for the information, Trilogy Bot. Yes, quite informative. I mean, it is a little something for the kids. This was fucking torture. This was torture watching these three movies. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. I mean, I mean, how could any child be nurtured on a film like this? How could anyone grow up? Well, being... I, I actually saw the first one in theaters as a kid. You know, and this really hints at our age difference because I was going to high school or rather college this year, and I, the first movie came out in '94, so I was on my way to college. So, and I, so. I was saying before, I watched movies all the time. My last year of high school, all we did was go to the movies. Yeah, and somehow I missed this because it was right. And Tim Allen, for God's sake, doing a well, Christmas sure. Movie. I mean, this, this is also the time that he was on like Home Improvement and stuff. He was hot at the time. And he was doing Home Improvement. I was watching Home Improvement all the time. We always watched all that whole so that was, lineup really of shows. So that really needed a vehicle for him, you know? Right? Yeah. And frankly, there aren't too many new Christmas movies being made at this time. It's not like it's not like they're making. This Jingle All the Way. I like that oh, one. You liked Jingle. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but I like it. You like Jingle All the Way. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like him. I, mean, I like Arnold anything. Schwarzenegger too, but for God's and sake. And Sinbad, I also like. Just a sick world we're living in. Sick people. I like Sinbad too, but for God's sake, really. The funniest part of that movie is when, I guess, the Robot Man character. Turbo Man. Turbo Man dressed up as Schwarzenegger, yeah. and he flies in and disrupts those people's yeah. Thanksgiving. I Christmas think I'm getting the hang of these. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the movies, and. Uh, it was. I felt like it was a mistake, but I'm glad that you liked it, Scott. 
I do. Like. I don't even know if I want to go on with this podcast because you're telling me you like Jingle All the Way. I do uh, like Jingle All the Way. I apologize. It's a real failing for you, my friend. But let's talk about I this. Thought, I, you know, I sound like a Grinch. I'm sorry. I sound like a Grinch on this fine holiday season, so pardon me. Well, you can like Jingle All the Way. You can like it. You know what? Let's let's just move past it. All right. Okay. All right. Um. So what? should we do our little plot breakdowns here? All right. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way. Because, let's get that out of the way because they're the pretty Santa straightforward. Claus plot was not deep. The Santa Claus. A divorced dad who's obsessed with his work spends Christmas Eve with his kid who doesn't believe in Santa. But that night, they awake to find Santa has fallen off their roof and died. Convenient. The dad puts on the Santa suit and legally becomes Santa Claus, and him and his son finish delivering the gifts. It's binding, Scott. A lawyer would say that it holds up in court. It's a clause. Yeah. He's a business guy. He knows. That's you know, legal. Never, I don't also, know who... It's not made clear that Santa dies, really. That's really strange. We don't yeah. see him... We don't get why he's dead. Right. All right, go on. Side note, it would have been a great tril- a great uh, sequel to have him brought up on charges, like in like the high court with Father Time and stuff like that. Agreed. Side note. Could have used but, that, those characters yeah, in a good way. Go yeah. on. Uh... B- 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 uh, the dad puts on the Santa suit and legally becomes Santa Claus, and him and his son finish delivering the gifts. Throughout the next year, the dad begins to get fat and grow a white beard, making everyone believe that he's lost his mind, and <laughs> and his visitation rights are taken away. Always a terrible thing, used yeah. in a very sad way in Mrs. Doubtfire as well. Right. But this one's like if Mrs. Doubtfire, like if he was Robin Williams and he just kept turning into an old woman and couldn't <laughs> stop it. There was nothing like it. His doctors were like, we don't know why, but oh, you've become an old Scottish woman. We have no idea what's <laughs> happening. couldn't control it in any way. Yeah. It just like, <laughs> just like he's a werewolf. He just keeps turning into Mrs. Doubtfire. On Christmas, the dad kidnaps his kid to help him deliver presents and is promptly arrested. He is soon rescued by the elves and his son, and the dad is able to deliver all the presents and make believers out of everyone. So that's the first one, Jesus. right there, the Santa Claus. Pretty, pretty straightforward nonsense. Yep. Uh, here comes some more. Uh, this is the Santa Claus 2. I believe the subtitle was The Mrs. Claus? Indeed it was, Scott. The Mrs. Claus. It has been ten years since the divorced dad has been Santa, and only now do the elves bring up the fact that to legally continue being Santa, he must get married. <laughs> Why? Why were they keeping <laughs> yeah. this from him all this yeah, time? Yeah, I know. It's like it's like the second Christmas was over, they should have gone, oh, by the way, and uh, here's there's the also the this. Fantasy. Yeah, I know. yeah, but it was apparently a huge oversight. Uh, okay. Yeah. Terrible. We'll talk more about those elves. Being very busy with the Christmas season, Santa makes a toy version of himself to take care of things at the North Pole while he tries to get his dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Santa's son has been acting out, and when Santa meets his son's principal, they start to fall for each other. Back at the North Pole, the toy Santa has become an evil Santa who wants to give everyone coal for Christmas. Santa rushes back to stop evil toy Santa and marries his son's principal just in time to deliver Christmas presents. What a crisis. The world was about to get coal. And you know what? Somehow would have had power and warm heat energy in that period of time. Yeah. Thanks a lot if you're from Kazakhstan. And would otherwise... Maybe you would have liked some coal. You froze to death, but yeah. for this. Go on. So here we go for the... That's the second one. Mm-hmm. Here we go with Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. You see how there's many, many puns involved with the word clause. Yeah, and long scenes uh, over-explaining that pun. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Number three. We rejoin Santa to find that married life is more complicated than he thought. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a sitcom line right there. <laughs> so ridiculous. Mrs. Claus's parents are coming to visit, and the elves quickly disguise the North Pole as Canada to keep Santa's secret. Meanwhile, Jack Frost shows up and wants his own holiday, so he tricks Santa into enacting the escape clause, and Jack and Santa are sent back to the 90s, just before divorced dad put on the Santa suit. Jack beats him to the punch and puts on the suit and becomes Santa. Divorced dad is then sent to an alternate present where he is a successful businessman who never became Santa. He rushes to the North Pole to find it's been turned into a perverse, commercialized version of itself. 
Santa then also tricks Frost into enacting the escape clause, changing everything back to the way it's supposed to be. Everyone's an imbecile in these movies. <laughs> Easily tricked, even though you just did the same thing to the, the guy before. The exact same trick. He reveals to his wife's parents that he is Santa Claus, and he is again able to deliver all the presents. Two more imbeciles, the in-laws. And those are your plots for the Santa Claus. Of course, these are, this is a Tim Allen vehicle. What do you think about Tim Allen? What? Tim Allen. How do you feel about that guy? Um, you know, uh, different things. I mean, I really liked Home Improvement as a kid, but kind of growing up, you're like, uh, the shtick with the... Which, they, which he ham-handedly put in the first movie. Oh, yeah, the ho His ho, first ho-ho-ho was yeah. a ho of course. Although he resisted in the other two movies. I, yeah, I feel like they probably were like, you have to say it. Because by the time they made the sequels, I don't think I don't think Home Improvement was on anymore by 2002. Oh, of course it wasn't. No. Yeah. But I mean, it had just come on and started getting hot in '94. No. That yeah. Sounds like right in the. I think it was probably till '98, '99. Right through, right through the '90s there. Yeah. And you know, I was in college during that period of time, so naturally, I'm not very well versed in Home Improvement. Yeah. But I didn't hate the guy. I right. remember it was always a big buzz that he was a coke. He got arrested for a coke yeah. dealing, yeah. and he somehow he was rebounded from that to create the classic. Man comedy kind of a guy. The different, the man versus woman, that whole shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny Somebody has to do even it. watching the movies, I was thinking about, you know, his, his kind of coke past. And he's got like those, you know, uh, him getting arrested, the smug shots and stuff. And all I can, you know, the entire movie, every once in a while, I just imagine him turning and going, you want to do a bump? <laughs> like, just out of nowhere to someone like. You know what, Dad? Don't you think you're being a little hypocritical? Well, why don't you explain that to me? I don't know, you were alive during the whole hippie thing? Are you telling me you never smoked weed? Don't turn this around. This is not about us. <laughs> Santa whole, Claus just a coke fuel dream holding his beard back so he can do a bump. Yeah, I bet to Tim Allen, he's like, I only did this movie because, like, snow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like, get it, right? It's a <laughs> but joke nobody between... gets it but me. Like... It's a big fuck you from me to the world. <laughs> and was I a coke dealer? Yeah. And here's the proof. Three movies about yeah. it. Three big fucking puns about it. Well done. Yeah. Um, and you have, um, who else we have in this delightful cast? Well, he got his kid. I don't know what his Eric name. Lloyd is his name. And I got to tell you, I don't remember disliking a child actor as much as I disliked this whining son of a bitch in this movie. In the first movie? Uh -huh, I hated him. Really? Yeah. Clatter. Somebody's on the roof. Maybe it's Sansa. Not now, Charlie. No kid would be so attached to their stepfather over their real father. So his whole dislike yeah. of his father and willingness to embrace the idea of there not being a Santa Claus when he's four is asinine. I don't know. If my stepdad were Judge Reinhold, I mean, well, that's yeah, a whole different you are, story. You're you know? getting me hard as you talk about Judge Reinhold, because he's the next character I want to mention. <laughs> Judge Reinhold, we have to mention, as always... Another trilogy superstar because, of course, of his involvement in Beverly Hills Beverly Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. That's right. You'll notice Judge Reinhold's face changes radically between the second and third movie here, where he definitely gets Botox and sort of mutilates himself a little bit. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Yeah, he did look different at some point. He looks point. funky. Yeah. He's always he always was a young man's face, meaning as he's a, always got a young guy's face, and as he gets older, it's going to... Yeah. You know, I have a face that's like that. Jim yeah. Carrey's got a face like that. It's a kind of a young, baby face type of a thing. Right. If you didn't have the beard, you'd have a face like that, Scott. Yeah. It's oh, it's under there somewhere. What? It's under there somewhere. Your face? Yeah. Under well, the beard so. somewhere. Well, I God. think it's still in there. I, I don't know. You know what? If anyone should look for you online, they can find a picture of you without the beard. Yeah. You're all over the place. They shave probably like every six months. Is that it? Something like that. All right. Can we go on, Scott? Or do you want to talk yeah, about I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> do a podcast like... about Santa Claus. Can't talk about beers. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Um, here's an interesting one. You've got a character actor named David Crumholtz who plays Bernard yes. the Elf in yeah, the first and second movie. Been a bunch of stuff, and he's also a trilogy superstar because he's in the Harold and Kumar movies. Yo, dude, dude, how are Katie Holmes' tits? You know, the Holocaust? Yeah. Picture the exact opposite of that. Nice. Uh -huh. All right. Well, there you go. But let me tell you something. This guy couldn't be more Jewish if you slapped a yarmulke on him through the whole <laughs> film and named him Jewy the Jew Elf. He couldn't be more Jewish <laughs> in the Santa Claus. Sounds Jewish, looks Jewish, is clearly a Jewish guy. 
So yeah. I think it's pretty funny. That's all I'm saying. His yeah. delivery is in that classic sort of Woody Allenish, Mel Brooksian, yeah. New York, very well, even style. He's, he's the the little kid in uh, Adam's family too. In the second one, that's where he's right. Camp, he's trying to, and he's interested in Wednesday. But like he is, like even when they show his parents, they're like typical, like a typical Jewish family, very you know stereo, like stereotypical. I remember family. him being in a Law and Order episode where he's child molested and his parents make him go on a talk show about it and the talk show host is gunned down by the yeah. father or something and he's playing that kind of a character it's the same kind of new york nebishy character yeah so it's kind of funny that they cast him in the santa claus yeah that's all and then he weirdly oh, i'm sure somebody was like how funny would that be it, like that santa's got to deal with like his head guy is exactly be... and then he disappears in the third one and yeah. gives way to spencer breslin who is one of the worst child actors ever. Yeah, I mean, fucking ever. Brother of uh, Abigail Breslin. Who makes a little minor actor. appearance in the third one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's just terrible. This kid cannot deliver a line. He looks crazy. I, again, was most... I was acquainted with him initially in A Law and Order, where he was a, he was he murdered some kid. Yeah. Um, he murdered, uh, like, a younger kid and was going to be... A, it was a future serial killer. Right. And he's got these big eyes and plays big, but he cannot deliver a line. Mm-hmm. Young, old, when he's younger, he can't. When he gets older, he can't. He sucks. Yeah. I feel like uh, as the movie, like when he gets into the third movie, he becomes a lunatic in yeah. the third movie. I don't know if it's like they directed him to be like crazy and big, but like he gets bigger and His timing crazier. isn't right. Like, His it's character very isn't right. He's just not good. I don't understand. Yeah. Listen, I, sour grapes and all. Do I wish I had his career? Yeah. But I got to sure, tell you, it's, I just, I'm, I have a visceral hatred for him. But I have a visceral hatred for all these movies. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. All right. Um, it's not just his fault. You know, and it might be worth mentioning that the director of the first film yes. is a guy named John Pasquin, and he directed a bunch of movies you probably hate if you've seen them. Oh. Jungle to Jungle. Did you, did you oh, enjoy that movie? Tim Allen vehicle. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he also directed Joe Somebody, which is a, a Tim another Allen Tim movie, Allen right? vehicle. Yeah. Apparently, this guy knows the deep and complex humorous structure of Tim Allen. He and gets they work it. together all the time. And they are producing gold. <laughs> Just on a side note, though, don't kid yourself. The guy also is a director of Miss Congeniality 2, which... Some people really like that. Really? You I don't know. know. Some, I've, I've talked you know. to people who really like miscongeniality mis- movies. Two, though? I like the first one. It's okay. But the second one? I feel like somebody I knew was like really crazy about that second one. Really? Yeah. Well, do you know, know any big-time Regina King fans? No, not that no. I can think of, but I don't know. Okay. The second and third one were directed by Michael Lembeck, famous for other awesome films like The Tooth Fairy oh, God. and Connie and Carla. The ill-fated, my big fat Greek wedding, Nia Vardalos follow-up, which was really pretty terrible. It was sort of a some like it hot takeoff, like an all-girls somewhere. It was a bomb. She was like a weird character with somebody else too. Just traded in any capital that she made in that first movie with bad film after bad film after bad film. Yeah, they tried to bring her back to Greece. They tried to bring her back to the wedding. None of it worked. That was like a one-hit wonder that could never recapture the gold. Yeah. You know? All right. So that's really the cast. The the cast members that were in all of the movies. You have also, um, it might be worth mentioning that What's-His-Name, who played his boss in the Peter Boyle. Yeah, Peter Boyle. Then comes back and plays Father Time. Father Time in in the league of legendary characters that pops up in the second and third movie. And those characters carry on through the second and third we see them. And uh, it might be worth mentioning as well that the actress who is uh, Mrs. Claus, who oh, ends yeah. up being Mrs. Claus, is another trilogy superstar. Was in The Purge. That's right. I'm the s- thank you. I can't believe I didn't have her down. So yeah, that's the the third actor now here. That's a crossover. In these movies, it was in another trilogy, and we covered her in The Purge. Yeah. And, it, and she was famous in this period of time. And it's being, always kind of these lesser known people. Well, she a was lot big in Lost, right? So Lost was popular yeah, she was around the Julia. time of. Julia? Julian Lost, I think. Yeah, the sister. Yeah, yeah. The sister of that guy, and then the guy dies and she, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm not going to so. get into the intricacies of Lost with Sure, you, no. Because everyone will stop listening to this right now. Yes. 
but um, even me. When you put on the suit, he fell subject to the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus? What does that mean? It means you put on the suit, you're the big guy. Ha! All right, so I guess we have to talk about these movies specifically now. I don't have yeah. a ton to say because I'm not going to lie to you, Oh, Scott, I got a ton to say. I hated these <laughs> movies so much. Well, that's that's the ton that I have to say. Well, so I'll let you start like. then. In watching the first Santa Claus, which came out in 1994, what was your first impressions? When I first saw it, I first saw it in theaters. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it a lot. Weird. I liked it a lot. Um, I you have set like me a, up for that. You were like, I, you, when we said we were doing this, you were like, oh, I like the first one. I, I had never seen I had any never of seen them. And I never seen the other ones. Yeah. I never seen any. Um, so I expected to kind of like the first one. Yeah, it's Oof. weird watching it now. It's a little bit different, but... I hated it so I, much. But, like, all the parts that I remember being funny, like, some of them were, but some of them weren't that funny. But what I... For, I, re- I really liked it, because I always liked the idea of behind it, that it's right. like, that's how Santa lives forever. Is that, you know, when one dies, somebody else puts on the coat and becomes Santa. That's just how it works. Yeah, that's, something about that, that concept was, like, was cool. Yeah. And especially I was at that age, I feel like, where I was starting to be like... This is a real is Santa a real thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? That so was, that helped kind of. It was of, around that age for you that you were doubting Santa? What year was. How old were been you in 1994? Like Something like that. Oh my God. You know what? It makes me so sad. Okay, I was 18 at the time. So I appreciate that at the time you were questioning Santa. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair but enough. Um, also for the fact that the character's name is Scott Calvin and they <laughs> mentioned that it's Santa Claus. And I was like, well, my name is. Scott Cagney, that's SC. Your name? I'm Santa Claus. Oh, anyone that has the SC initials is almost like Santa Claus. Right, yeah. That was what I thought. God, Scott. <laughs> so what, in rewatching it now, you yeah, didn't feel as not, warmly Not as good, for it? but I mean, I still have the nostalgia feel for it. But that, you like the you concept, know. then, the idea that Santa isn't one guy, it's an idea that comes through right. this and, clause, and you this pass rule. on the mantle of Santa Claus to another person. I guess so. It didn't impress me that much. it doesn't much. make sense that one person would be able to do I that I mean, I forever. guess that was kind of clever. If they had even approached it in some sort of clever way with real rules that made any kind of real sense, maybe yeah. I could buy into it. Um, I don't know. It's not like Santa Claus has ever been such a cherished, benevolent character for me that I, I would have a closed mind about such a thing, but I don't know. I don't know if they sold it well enough they, for me. I, I don't know if they meant to do this, but they really went out of their way to like uh, explain some like, you know, things were like, well, if Santa can do this, like, well, what about chimneys? What if they don't have a chimney? You can't go down the chimney. And they really went out of their way to like explain these mysteries of Santa to like really legitimize Santa Claus in this movie. It's like really mm-hmm. weird where it's like, uh, then magic turns it into a fire. Magic makes it bigger and he can You're fall like, down in the fireplace. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of strange that they would, <laughs> they would go to those lengths to be like, no, no, he's real. Look, I'm going to say what I said before. Right off the bat, I hated this kid. And it was unclear <laughs> to me why Tim Allen was a bad father. Because he wanted his son to believe in yeah, Santa no. Claus. What's wrong about that? Yeah, the kid's like he five was late. years old. Why does it seem that like the, they were trying to set it up as if the protagonist were, was the mother and stepfather who clearly were crazy in trying to take away Santa Claus from a young child? Who would? Yeah. What, what's good about that? No, that it was didn't crazy. make any sense. And except for him sort of lying to his parents in the credit sequence in the beginning, why was he a bad father? Yeah, okay, he was busy. He worked for a toy company. But it didn't show yeah, any sort of He got that late that one time. Okay, you know? I mean, he's kind of a, a blowhard. I guess so. He's, it's, but really, it's, 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 it's enough to be like, oh, I understand why you divorced him, but I don't understand why you're, like, why he's such a bad dad. You gotta love he, Judge Reinhold, though, of course. Well, of course. Because Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. He's like the best part of that movie, I think. Judge Reinhold? Or the first one, for Maybe. sure, being that foil to him. Where I like Judge of, Reinhold. You know, when Tim Allen makes fun of him and he says shit back, it's funny. This The effects of this movie were among the worst effects I've ever seen in a major motion picture. Yeah, I, they are not holding up. And the fact that I watched it on an HDTV now only magnified how shoddy they were and how poor they were. And don't tell me that at that period of time, effects couldn't look good. For God's sake, we were just talking about Star Wars a second ago. That came out in 1977. The effects are completely believable. Mm -hmm. This is the same year that Forrest Gump came out, and it was completely believable that Gary Sinise had no legs. Believable. Don't tell me effects weren't cool at that time. Right. So these now look like the kind of effects you'd see in a Hallmark movie or a Lifetime movie. Just the shoddiest, the sci-fi channel effects, like with the sharks jumping through. And it honestly doesn't get any better. As the movies go on, it doesn't. It stays. It stays. It stays the same level, but the years go on. Which is fascinating. It's that level. There's an eight-year jump, which is better than the last one, but it's still crap compared to 
you know, in that year, exactly. in that time, it's still a crappy rendition. It doesn't make any sense. It, it never, it never becomes more believable. So no. you're like, oh, okay, so the fireplace expands in a Michael Jackson black or white video effect where things stretch out <laughs> yeah. like the faces do. You know, it's right. that kind of. Yeah. We just discovered computer effects for the first time. That sort of. Yeah. Shoddiness, just not even looking real for a second. So I hated that. Um, what else you got for me? Well, these movies too, and it gets much more obvious toward the end, but there's a lot of like Disney crossing over their shit into the movie and having lines about things here and there. But you can see the difference between Disney's way of doing that to you between, you know, because there's 10 years between the other movies. So you're right. talking like early 90s, mid 90s mm-hmm. to early 2000s into mid 2000s. You could, it's like a different tactic they're using. Where like in the first one, he has a lot of lines that allude to other things that mm-hmm. Disney owned. Like they keep making jokes about him being on home improvement. There's yeah. one point when he's in the workshop, he puts a little tool belt like, mm, yeah, I saw it. and then puts it back down. I saw it. I remember that. Obvious reference to home improvement. Good call. Good And spot. then uh, he at one point said like he was, he, I forget when it is, the kid asked him something and he was like, oh, it's the cable man. We're getting the Disney channel. Merry Christmas. Like, oh, he does say that? Yeah, we're getting the Disney Channel. I found, I just remember later on in the second and third movie, there was really some heavy-handed product placement that was really just in your face. Yeah. McDonald's and toys yeah. and really heavy-duty product placement. Oh, yeah. And we talked about that a little bit when we did Austin Powers, how, boy, the 90s really sort of, that period of time, mid through the late 90s, ushered in the world of not even trying to disguise product placement. Yeah, just right in your face. And so you really see a difference from 94 going into these later films. Yeah, with him doing like the Heineken commercial and stuff like that. Exactly. Terrible. So a real big problem for me in all Mm. three of these movies, but of course starting in the first movie, is that these are clearly not Christmas elves, but rather children with prosthetic elf ears. They're kids. They're all kids. They don't try and disguise it with their attitudes. With their acting with nothing, though. Well, call them elf kids or something. Do yeah. something. It's ridiculous. Don't tell me that the Christmas elves are just a bunch of fucking kids. Yeah. With elf ears. On. It's not. You're a 1,200-year-old elf? You look pretty good for your age. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. The doctor is a like child in the third movie. Who would trust that child with right. their newborn? Well, supposedly, they're all like 900 years old. That's ridiculous. It's not. I, I know. It's, it's, I know. Uh, oh, they're 900 years old, but I watch as fucking, what's his name? The main elf, clearly they age as the, within eight years, there's a distinct aging process. Oh, yeah. With the two main elves. Yeah. So don't tell me that they're 800 years old. That's why they didn't hang on to Krumholtz. Well, he he clearly, but he aged better than the other one. Then what's his name? Then, uh. Then Spencer Breslin, he couldn't have aged worse between. He got really tall between those two movies. He too. really did. He like sprung up, and I'm like, yeah, you got to get somebody else at that point. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. If he's 500 years old, you're not going to see that kind of an age difference in a three-year, a four-year right. span. It's ridiculous. That's also why I think it's kind of crazy that they're all like, oh, Santa, we've got to help Santa. And he's, you know, he, like, because they keep making the point that, like, he's like an especially good Santa. Because yeah. they say, like, oh, kids are happier up, you know, 100% right. or whatever the fuck they say. Some random statistic. <laughs> so they're, like, really into him. But, like, you've been around for 900 years. I How many Santas it? have you seen? Exactly. And you're going to... Uh, you're emotionally seriously? connected to this one? Yeah. They're all doing the same thing. I understand you're doing your job and, like, this is my lot in life and yeah, I do this all the time. It's, meanwhile, these terrible elf kids that are just not necessarily good little actors anyway, they're all right, no. whatever, they're not special. They're supposed to be at least North cute. Pole that right. really just looks like, the, like Macy's. It's the most uninteresting, unimaginative setting. There's no yeah. magic to it. There's no, you know, just... I can name three other... Movies involving a North Pole that are more interesting. Can you? Go. Elf. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus the movie? Santa Claus the movie starring uh, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. That yeah. was okay. It was He's a fine. big time bomb though in the theaters. Yeah. Classic, famous. But as bomb. as you get scraping the bottom of the barrel for movies. You're Fred like, Claus. Oh, this not so bad. Fred Claus. I've never seen that. Okay, well, I'll tell you, it was an even more interesting North Pole. Yeah, and um, I just said the word Fred Claus, and you know, and mentioned it a positive. <laughs> you you yeah. made me say the words Fred <laughs> Claus. What else you got for me? Uh, there's the one part I just thought this was funny. The first house he goes into, 
when he's going down the chimney, he's right. put the Santa suit on. He goes down and there's like a dog there and the dog's like barking at him. And then he tries to go to the window. The alarm goes off. You hear a guy like, who's down there? Yeah. And, and then it's purely audio, right? <laughs> All you hear is him like, hey, who's down there? Hey, I'm getting here like a, like you hear like a gun coming out. And then you hear a gun fire. But it doesn't happen in the scene at all. It's just a gun firing in another room of the house. Like, this guy woke up, pulled down his shotgun, and just fired it into the ceiling for no reason because he was startled out of his sleep. Like, it makes no sense. We're like, what? What? He didn't even react to the gunshot. It's just all handled very poorly. Like, like this is the example of what Santa has to go through his right, first year. Right. How would that improve the next year? Why would he be any better at it? Like, yeah. What are we talking about here? Come on. I guess it was just a boring scene, and they're like, let's throw a couple of gun noises in there. <laughs> let's just toss Jazz a gun noise into this. Put him in the real No danger. mom. I also just wrote another thing. Like, no mom would want their child not to believe in Santa at this age. It's a yeah, fatal it, flaw it of the whole sense. film. Yeah. You know? I just I repeated it. I wrote an arrow from it because once I didn't understand what Tim Allen's problem was as a father, I really didn't understand why she disliked him so much. Yeah. So it didn't make much sense to me. Well, that's also why why would the school be concerned with the kid thinking that they're his father's Santa? Why the fuck would they care? Why did they call them into a meeting to be like, this is serious business, Mr. Calvin? You well, need to sit down and understand that your kid thinks you're Santa. So what? Yeah, it, it really, what does it matter? How would how how would it affect him? I understand, like you know, this is like right after Christmas too. That scene, right? Like I understand later in the year, it's been a year, and now you look like Santa, and you won't stop talking about how you're Santa, and like, okay, now you're creeping me out, dude. Okay, get away from my kid. But like right right after Christmas, he's like, my dad's Santa. Like, you know what? Even if he wasn't Santa, he is Santa. He would have been the one getting the gift anyway. So. Why is this such a big deal? Why do we live in a world where people really don't buy their kids gifts? You know what I mean? That's what's always weird about Christmas movies is they, they're they like, oh, no, but Santa is real. You're like, okay, but the parents never buy any presents for their kids in any of these movies. Exactly. At any point. That's the real problem with any of these. Right. I'd also like to mention another pro- problem that goes with that is the idea that like like kids want off-brand gifts from Santa's workshop that don't have a brand on them. They want <laughs> things that are made sleds with no name, yeah, cars yeah. and vehicles that are just like made by elves, wooden trains no, and no, yeah. people, kids want rocking horses. They want shit. the brand name thing. They want phones. Yeah. That, that's a big flaw here. Santa's workshop, the whole idea of it is sort of you can't make it you can't show it in a modernized sense. It doesn't work that way. Right. Kids no. don't they don't want that. They want so, the thing on the TV. So you have want... to, if you're going to show me Santa doing some magic shit, you better show me him conjuring that shit out of thin air, like a, yeah. a video game out of thin air and then delivering it. There's Don't a tell joke me the in the, a hobby horse. the second like one about him being like, oh, I'm good at eBay or something like that. Because he got the retro gifts, like their actual like antique yeah. board games from their childhood I had something and stuff. to say about that. I mean, I'll mention it now. No adult would open those retro games and play them. They would instantly sell them online and oh, make yeah. a fortune because they're in the box still in mint condition. They're old, awesome games. Yeah. He's here. My mystery day. Mystery day. Are you ready? The thrilling new Milton Bradley game of romance and mystery that's just for you. And you. And Scott, you. we gotta just and say you. that this movie was sold on the idea that this the pr- premier main joke of this movie is that he's turning into Santa against his will. He's getting fat. He's getting a beard. And he has, he's, uh, it's a burden almost. I remember in the movies, in the trailers, they try to almost present it like it was a burden. This was yeah. a problem that right. he was. But at the end of the day, boy, they just devote like one scene to it and... Then he's yeah. all right. He's there, Santa Claus. Yeah, wouldn't it? Per- well, I would hate this. They- you have to be overweight. You have to have a stupid beard with white hair. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible life. Well, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because like they tell him, like, oh, we'll see you after Thanksgiving. You got eleven months to get your affairs in order. Get your affairs but you're in order. You're gonna become Santa immediately. What? <laughs> what? 
can we just do it after Thanksgiving? <laughs> exactly. Make me yeah, fat and but, but really, bearded like, get then? Get your affairs in order. What? This is a condemnation. Yeah, this well, you can't go back thing. to your old life. You got to go live at the North Pole. And... You got to live at the North Pole with a bunch of children. Let's not kid ourselves. Children yeah. you don't know, you're not related to. Yeah. I suppose they're, it's, they're your slaves, so that's okay. Yeah. But they're only willing to... <laughs> They're only so willing that's to, okay. <laughs> they're only willing to make fucking toys. They yeah. won't do anything else. Well, oh, they only I, have one skill set. Oh, and the one girl made, makes the best cocoa. You know what? <laughs> Fuck off. I'm 40 years old. Who, Judy? I don't drink cocoa anymore. No one's drinking cocoa. Judy no one loves cocoa, cocoa at 45. <laughs> Why yeah. did I write, I love you, Santa Claus, and then next to it, fuck off? I just wrote that. And the kid says to him, I love you, Santa Claus. Yeah, when does is his son say that, right? I just have it in it? quotes. Oh, yes, he does. He gives him a hug at the end and says, I love you, Santa Claus. Ugh. And you're like, it's your dad. It's your dad. Let's say, I love you, dad. His, his, his sort of fetishization of Santa Claus, above and beyond his love for You're his talking own. about the director, right? The fetish. Well, the director has shown through the performance of this kid, is directed yeah. to this kid, above his own father is perverse almost and, mm-hmm. and upsetting. And the father's willing to go along with it. He's like, you know what? I need love, so yeah. you know, I'm Santa now, and that's okay. I've got a strange, close relationship with my ex-wife and his, yeah, and and her husband and their their and her child husband, now. Judge Reinhold with Judge Reinhold of all people, <laughs> who's. Oh, and the joke is that, and you know what? That's another sort of Tim Allen like, I'm a real man, and the and the antagonist is a thoughtful psychologist that right. yeah. has, talks about feelings. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, what an asshole. But doesn't do you, wouldn't the psychologist be like, oh, you know, kids have feelings and sometimes they right. want to believe in things that yeah. aren't real? Like, no, instead he's the mean psychologist who's like, you must tell kids. I never reality. got my weenie whistle. Okay, well, weenie whistle. Get the joke. Judge Reinhold needs his weenie whistle. Should we move on to the second movie? Because I can't take any more. I got a couple more things. Scott, I uh, have to edit this. So. When he first comes in and he's all fat and he goes to work, <laughs> yeah. they immediately are like, you're so fat. They're like, <laughs> would that really happen? Would you even mention? No, wouldn't, you be, it so, like wouldn't it be overnight. so awkward? It was like overnight. He came in in like a sweatsuit. <laughs> Suddenly Dude, overnight. you gained 70 pounds overnight. Exactly. He's, he's obese in a sweatsuit and only eating cookies in the matter of the like The first thing someone hours. says too, they go, your weight. <laughs> like that, like listen. I think that's okay. It's kind of, it's kind of to like play it, it off. Like as a bigger fella, let me tell you. If somebody said it to me, I'd be like, "Yo, why don't you go fuck yourself?" Well, maybe you should just be like, "I'm turning into Santa Claus." <laughs> that's going the other direction forever now. Like, <laughs> you never thought about getting in shape? Can't turn into Santa Claus. Turn into Santa Claus. Ever see the fucking Santa Claus? Yeah, that's well, my life now. Okay, guys. Okay, guy. it's nonfiction. I've got to get married. Yes. It's Mrs. Claus. Santa Claus 2 I liked immensely more than the first movie. And you liked immensely, Santa Claus 2 better? I didn't, I didn't like it, but I liked it more than the first one, for sure. I mean, there's parts of Santa Claus 2 that reasons. I didn't think were absolute garbage. But. I thought all of the first movie was garbage, so the fact that there were parts of the second one that weren't garbage make me like it more than the first one. <laughs> um, well, what's some, what's some things you liked well, in this one, then? Okay, I like the Molly Shannon scene when he's dating. Yes. And she's weird and strange. It's very funny. And, and she that, does that song for way too long. Way too long, but at least it's, some, it's weird and strange and yeah. interesting. Man, I feel like some Christmas. Yeah. I liked it. I like that he's more loose in the second one than the first one. He's not so hemmed into this asinine plot where he's turning into Santa. Yeah. Now he's back to Tim Allen, dating around, and he can be a little bit funny. Yeah, he knows like he's a he magic being. I like when he says the line when they're yeah. on the sled, and she goes, it's snowing, and he goes, yes, as if by magic. It's a funny little throwaway, and it's just funny the way he says it, and I yeah. liked it. So there's a couple of little lines where he's being Tim Allen, and you're like, oh, the reason well, we like he's we like this guy in the first place, they're getting to show off in this movie. <clears throat> well, they're also so. telling you that he's using up his magic because he's got that little watch that's telling. <clears throat> I could have done without the watch. Yeah, didn't really need that. Didn't need the watch, but didn't I like that he's in. dating. And uh, you know, it was a little listen. I didn't like the movie. I, I no, disliked the no. movie, yeah, but no. I liked it more than the first one. What did you think of the Council of Legendary Figures? Again, they're trying to do something creative terrible. there. I thought it was terrible. Like I just think it's, it was terrible, it's a waste, but at least... and you got like a couple of funny people to be in it, 
And it was just a total fucking waste. It's not an unknown comedic idea where you're personifying these legendary creatures. For God's yeah. sake, I've directed you in a play where you played God in a very yeah. similar comedic kind of a way. And it did, frankly, it didn't really work. I wrote it myself and it didn't work. But the idea is it's been done a lot. Yeah. And it wasn't really successful here, but at least they're trying something they didn't do in the first one. Right. Why does... And you got, ooh, you got Aisha Tyler, you got uh, right, whatever. Peter Boyle he's coming okay. back as Father Time. Why does Kevin Pollock always seem like he's doing an impression of someone when yeah. he's trying to act? Like he's... Well, also, who the fuck was like, who should play Cupid? I've got it. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Of all people. He's always doing a funky voice. The one part he doesn't do some terrible voice, the usual suspects, he's likable. Yeah. Every other movie is like, eh. I'm doing a, I'm giving family. Hey, so what do you think yeah. you're doing here? It's like, what the, what is this? <laughs> well, he's, uh, you know, he's like a, more like a character actor. I guess so. He's a stand-up comedian. He's an impressionist, for God's sake. Yeah. So, for Liam Neeson, the word is bananas. You all have, uh, <laughs> familiar with the word. And Liam Neeson says that word like this. Bananas. <laughs> right off the bat, though, this movie begins with, like, so many terrible christmas jokes yeah we're going to elf con three better make it elf con two stop saying it stop, stop saying it <laughs> that's really enough elf con it wasn't funny the first time you're gonna say it three more times i know because we're going all the way to elf con one he's the greatest santa the world has ever known so he becomes the santa claus and oh my god he gets fat and he's got all these white beard right yeah why doesn't that happen to Mrs. Claus? Why doesn't she become a fat old woman? Right Don't tell me that Mrs. Claus doesn't also have a sort of archetypical image that she's supposed to look like the way Santa does. Right. She does. She's supposed to be a so, fat oh, old she's, woman. She's still beautiful now. He's right. got to take the, the hideous... But that's what I kept thinking of the whole movie. of like, while he's dating uh -huh. these women, what is he going to do? Just turn and be like, you know, hey, how'd you like to be fat? You how'd know, you like, like to be fat and old? And old as old shit. white hair. Because like, that's what Santa's Mrs. Claus looks like. Yeah. She doesn't look like a hot blonde. What are we talking about? I was waiting for, like, as soon as they got married, like, he just turns into Santa, and she's like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, like, no, <laughs> exactly. no, no, no. I'm like, not going to look like that, am a I? sort of Shrekian transformation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I wrote, that was my last line here, Scott, right? And my last thing for this movie was, Mrs. Claus doesn't change, question mark? That's exactly what I wrote. Uh, I also, there's, there's the whole ridiculous plotline in this movie of the Tooth Fairy coming in to fly them back. But I just think it's ridiculous that they're trying to pull their teeth out to get the Tooth Fairy to come. Scott, you again read my mind. <laughs> the Tooth Fairy does not come for adults and they lose their teeth. And he doesn't come immediately. Right. He <laughs> like, comes for your baby teeth. Yeah. You can't just yank a tooth out as an adult and expect a, a Tooth Fairy And of come. course, by, by chance, the little girl is like, I lost another tooth. Like, oh. how many fucking teeth have you lost? Like, <sighs> why do you make it sound like, oh, that's four since this morning? Let's move on to three, Scott. Um, Santa Claus three. I need to make one important point. Damn you, Scott. And then, well, here's my important point about the movie, and it's the grossest one of all. Go ahead. The line, when they're like getting married, when they like they're going into it, he goes, "You've known me your whole life." Yeah. Yeah, because you're Santa. That's why this movie's weird. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> why are you writing lines about it? Leave it alone. It's fucking awkward as shit. And then his son with the fucking, I believe in Santa forever. Like, yeah, and you're never going to get laid. Exactly. Never. But. All right. Santa Claus 3. The escape clause. The escape clause. The escape clause. Well, Shit. perfect example is where Judge Reinhold's character goes by this movie. He's a lunatic yeah. by this point. He's crazy. And he's teaching fucking yoga to the elves. Like, it's like, okay, I think yeah. we've stretched this minor character just about as far as he Five can go. Five like, his visit. Like, what else does he do elves. in the next movie? If he was this in the first movie, then he must be teaching yoga to Martin elves. Short as Jack Frost. His first, I want to say, seven to eight jokes involve Coco and references to Coco and hot oh, Coco yeah. and luring Constantly elves giving with people promises cocoa. of Coco. Yeah. That's, the, that's him. I yeah. guess we could talk Good more thing about they didn't Martin cast Bill Short. Cosby in this part, am I right? <laughs> oh. But it would have uh, been better, probably. No. Well, maybe. Definitely. You said a mouthful. Yeah, I wrote, you know what? You just said Judge Reinhold. I wrote, Reinhold goes from, from being remotely to tolerable to being a bloat-faced mugger in this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
And I mentioned this horrible plastic surgery is Botox. I asked Amy about it, and she's like, yeah, he's had Botox or something. Yeah. Because he looks freakish. He looks Remember freakish. how, you know, we were just talking about, we just saw Star Wars the other day, and I was saying how Yoda's face isn't quite the same. Yeah. It's the same thing with Judge Reinhold's face. His cheekbones are sort of larger and higher in an, an unnatural sense. Yeah. He's Yoda-esque. He's a weird-looking guy. Yeah. And I like Judge Reinhold. I do. Watch Vice Versa. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like Judge Reinhold. Yeah. I didn't say you didn't. I'm saying I like Judge Reinhold. Well, let's let's get back to the Santa Claus family drama. That go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This. Uh, yeah, it's just really weird getting a piece of his family life, and it makes no sense. Who cast uh, these in-laws? Who put in Alan, Alan Arkin, Arkin and fucking uh, uh, Anne Marie? Mar- Anne Margaret. Anne right? Margaret. Anne Marie. Anne Margaret. Alan Arkin couldn't be a more grizzled, realistic actor. What is he doing in this movie? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then it, this movie just kind of becomes like a reverse uh, It's a Wonderful Life or, or you know what movie it made me think of? Mr. Destiny? With the Belushi guy? With Jim Belushi yeah. and Michael Caine is the like lesser the Belushi. Clarence, basically, of that movie. Yeah, same idea. I get it. That's that's what I felt like it became. Like, we're like, look, you had this other successful life, like, but you weren't happy because you weren't <laughs> Santa. <laughs> what? <laughs> you get TV specials and the postage stamps and the, the army of toy building yes men. What do I get? You runny noses and some dead citrus. Uh, I love the scene too in like the alternate present where fucking uh, Judge Reinhold is like yelling at him like you were never there for Charlie and you were never this and you were never that and like all I could think at the end was he would just turn around and go and I never got my weenie whistle <laughs> like because in that world he never did so he was exactly. a prick and the exactly. marriage didn't work out because he never got his weenie whistle. You know at least at least those people those in-laws as terrible as they are bring to the point like that Santa is a or Santa that the guy's really way too close to his ex-wife and yeah. her husband and their child who is called uncle who calls him uncle because clearly once his son grew up they needed a little kid in these movies right, right. Uh, obviously yeah and they kind of face him he's not in the third one very much he's on the third one at all now listen okay Scott yes I know you felt the same way as I did in this third movie when, once again, time travel right. is brought in as a major plot element. What is happening? We've done like nine trilogies now, and only two have not involved time travel in some way. Right. All of different categories, all different kinds of trilogies. Right. What? Did you well, have any the- idea before we started this grand experiment how many films say nothing of the fact that there's trilogies involved with time travel? Yeah. What? No, it's it's fucking ridiculous. And also, this is like Pop they out. they travel back to ninety four, right? And but that's not the wish. The wish was I wish I never became Santa. Not transport me and Jack Frost back to nineteen ninety four so we can fight over who gets the coat. Exactly. Because be, that doesn't never... stop Tim Allen from getting the coat in nineteen ninety four. Exactly. If, if they can... both stopped each other, what would happen? What happened to the end would be the same thing that happens then. It's a different wish. But listen, they made up that Santa. That rule you know for the sake of the plot right it makes no sense it's just lazy that they even use time travel as because it's a cop-out the idea what you said it gives them a chance to then become santa again right right why would it send them back they would just disappear Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense that they would be there at all oh we got to talk about this ending where she melts jack frost with a magical fucking hug Hug. yeah her her hugs are the warmest he said you didn't know about Magic hugs. Magic I literally hug. was like, "Fuck you!" Well, there's no question that he was going to become a good guy by the end. The, he wasn't right. going to die, so there was going to be a way he was going to become. Melt good. him. Who gives a shit? Didn't we just do a but movie like he where didn't... a character was melted? Didn't we just talk? Wasn't there a movie recently where someone where died from a melts? melting? What a character melts? Yeah, where a character melts, Scott? Did we? Do I a don't movie know. I don't remember. Where a character melted? I don't recall. All right, fine. Right at the end. They're all standing around. Mm-hmm. Alan Arkin is standing next to Aisha Tyler. She's Mother Earth. Right. And he leans over and he puts his head on her shoulder. Yeah. And there's kind of like too long of a shot of this happening. It's odd. And it was very fucking I sense it wasn't in the script. She went along with it. Yeah. And he thought it was funny. Like funny he was like, oh, maybe uh, I like hey. Mother Earth now. Maybe I want to put it to I her. Put I don't know. Put my head on her shoulder. Hey. You know, I'm you know, uh, just trying things here. You tell me yeah, if it's any good. I, I mean, you're not giving me anything to work with <laughs> through this whole movie. I don't know where I am. I've never seen Santa's workshop. I think I'm in 
fucking Canada. <laughs> you I've made, never been to Canada. How am I supposed to? You made me and my wife uh, uh, halfway retarded. We're, <laughs> we're in Santa's workshop. We don't recognize where we are. Why can't I be Santa? <laughs> I'm going to be the father-in-law. It's terrible. <laughs> it's preposterous. Oh, boy. Apparently, the joke, the big joke of being in Canada is going, hey. Hey? hey. Yeah, like, oh, can we know. fucking drop that already? It's almost as bad as, like, their over-explanation of all the titles in every movie. We're like, oh, you see, it's a clause. A clause? Like a Santa Claus? No, not like that. Like the clause, like in a, a document. You and get it's it. Like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we understand. We've all understood it. <laughs> Once you went not that clause, the other one, we all went, okay, we got you it. You see, by putting the word the in front of Santa Claus. You've done that already. changed the, yes. the meaning of the word clause. Yeah. It's not like the American president. It's <laughs> the Santa Claus. <laughs> Have you even heard from Phil? Like no, any? I've been trying to like trying to get in contact with him. I'm a little bit worried. I'm but disappointed honestly, because I can't. Now we're gonna have an episode without him doing anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think he might just be pissed and he's not calling us. I think he's done. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You, you know think what? so? I don't I, know. I, I, whatever. I feel bad, but you know what? No fill today. All right. No fill today. And unfortunately. And oh my. Oh, oh, oh. What the? Is that Santa? Christmas and Trilogy Podcast, sir. Phil? Phil, oh, oh. what are you doing here? Is that you? Yes, yes it is me. Are you dressed like Scott. Santa? Wow. I am, indeed. Wait. The very same. Oh, my. What, what happened? You? Wait. Phil, you're... Phil, you're covered in blood. Yes! That's the spirit of Christmas. You see, once another Santa dies, one must take his place. And maybe I am on my career path. I feel like you took this movie too seriously. I, I know I told you we were doing Santa Claus next, but I... When, I didn't think you'd become the Santa Claus. Nobody wanted this, Phil. Nobody, nobody expected this from you, Phil. I have more houses to deliver these presents and blessings to. Okay, Phil, I've had enough of this. You've obviously committed a crime tonight and brought it into my home. You've got, a, you've got DNA all over the place. I don't, you know I don't even like to see Phil, so we've got to wrap this up quickly, okay? Okay. Um, what do you think? Is this a successful trilogy? If you say yes, I'm going to smack you in the face. No, okay. of course not. <laughs> if they had left the first one alone, you could have. it would have been a movie that you're like, Oh, hey, remember that movie? Like, ah, oh, that was okay. But now that there's like two others, even if you stumble across this movie and go, I've never heard of this, and yeah. enjoy the first one, there's two others that shouldn't have existed. I feel like no matter how old I am or would ever be when I saw these movies, not, they still would be unsuccessful for me. They're just devoid of any true, any kind of imagination or uh, wit. My order is going to be a two, one, three. Hmm. Two one three. I feel like his dating life made it passable in a couple of places. A couple of chuckles in the second movie. See, I find it creepy that he's dating. So I'm gonna go with the old one two three. Gradually getting worse. I think it just got the third one's really bad. See, I think one is so overrated. Second one has some redeeming horrible. moments. All right. On that note, have well, a wonderful Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the snow, enjoy the time off, enjoy your family and your food. <laughs> Shut up! And your food, <laughs> and uh, have a good one. Oh, uh, what's the website? Or the, uh, the email, feedback at TrilogyPodcast.com. We still haven't checked it, but I'm sure that if you... I'm not even certain it exists. At this point. I'm paying for it. Well, then I hope it exists. All right, good. Night.